I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Dumois. Who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I, just Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. More. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking with return guest, podcaster, and stand-up comedian Jared Freed. We're breaking down Jared's Netflix special, 37 and Single, and talking about dating, celebrity couples, icks, and more. Later, we get into the hottest celeb topics of the week, such as Selena Gomez, Chris Evans, Anne Hathaway, and Megan Mullally and Deborah Messing. Say it, Ferris. Let's get started. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's guest at the top of the show is a friend of the Do You podcast. He's been on before. We had kind of a wild conversation. Do you remember, guest, our wild conversation before I introduce you? Of course. I just love being a friend of Do. Yeah, of course. Um, well, please a, welcome. A fod. What is it? A, f- a fod. What? F-O-D. Oh, friend of do. I love that. We love that. Um, If you guys haven't recognized his voice by now, it's Jared Freed. He's a comedian, podcaster, writer, television host. You may know him from his hit podcast, You Up. And most recently, his Netflix special, 37 and Single, which is on Netflix right now. We've watched it. We did. Ferris and I watched it. Congratulations, first of all. That's Congrats. major. Thank you. Are you still Did 37? You enjoy it? Well, okay, yeah, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, we were cracking up. We were fun, cracking up. F- fun way to plug a, a, a Netflix special. <laughs> yeah, well, I have questions. She always has questions. I always have questions. I have, qu- I have How questions. How about, th- hey, it's, it's the Jewish holiday and Happy New Year. 
I hope you atoned, and we love the special. Everyone should go watch. Then we can get your questions. That's a fun way to introduce someone with a Netflix special. That's a that's a that's a like a nice way to do things. Oh, good lord. Okay, Shauna Tova, Jared. <laughs> yeah, Ferris is like an honorary um, Jewish person. She's not Jewish, but she wishes okay. she was. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Sorry. Yes, the Netflix. The Netflix special was very funny. I LOL'd, but I also did have a lot of questions because I don't know. That's just where my mind goes because I feel like this is why we've talked before. You've been on the podcast. We've DM'd. So I just felt like, I don't know when I'm watching it. I feel like it's more on a personal level. Do you know what I mean? I can't, I didn't like put you in like the bucket of someone I've never interacted with. So I had questions. Okay. So I would love to, I'll take any and all questions. Love it. Okay, are you still 37 and single? I'm 38 and dating. Oh, okay. I'm out there. I'm off the apps. I'm trying to give, you know, myself to like going out and like, you know, I think there's this, there's this, as you get older, and I mentioned on the special, you become like more and more zoned into your, to your like, you know, the reasons you don't want to go on dates. You you become le- less romantic and more cynical. So I'm trying to like just be out and meet people and then also like give myself to like a third date, a fourth date. You know, they give myself to uh, living more in the positive than the negative. Because as you get older, you develop taste, which, so- you know, to some people, to marry people, they tell you you're too picky. And it's like, no, 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 I'm trying I just have things I like and don't like at this age. Right. That's fair. I think that's allowed. But yeah, you're right. People classify that as you're picky or you're too picky. Right. Which I don't believe in. There's no such thing as too picky. It's it's called having taste. It's a, it's have it's also called like being able to be turned on and turned off. Like we have to allow ourselves that. And it's also might I add like knowing what you're willing to accept about somebody and what you're not. Like something might really bother you about somebody, but if you can say, hey, I can handle this, then that's fine. Absolutely. And that's the hardest part for me personally, like dating, like it's hard enough to get out of the house. It's hard enough to like look at someone on a dating app like they're a person instead of like a menu item. Like I think that's what we do a lot is we look at someone on a dating app and we go, well, they have that one thing that I dated before so I could never date it again. And so I'm kind of trying my best, and this has been my issue. It's not going on a first date as much as it's the second, the third date, and giving myself to the opportunity to, like, see if you like someone in more than a first date way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, has your DMs been blowing up since the special <laughs> came out? It's The DMs are okay. It's I, Listen, my relationship with people who enjoy what I do is gen, generally more familial, it's more like, oh, I'm the brother that they have or the older brother, the younger brother, the cousin, the guy they dated and became friends with, the guy they dated and he dumped them or you dumped them. Like, I'm kind of take that role on. So a lot of my DMs aren't like salacious. They're more like, we we should do drinks. And like I think women are way more, they don't shoot their shot as much as they half shoot their shot. Like a lot of women will be like, hey, stranger. And then they have like a, account that's private and they're wearing sunglasses uh you know in their uh, profile photo it's like okay who would in, in what world is that enough information for me to go out with them right i mean that's a fair point but i feel like saying let's do drinks is that is considered asking you out 
How do you not sure, consider but if that? You, yeah. if you can, but if I, I think you have to give, you know, like in the, I talk about it like your friends trying to set you up in the special. And it's like, you want, in 2023, you want as much information as you can get to leave the house. All of us are, you know, have our own things to do. And, you know, we should do drinks with someone whose profile's completely private. You can't see any pictures. You can't see anything about them. Get a taste for their life when they've gotten a chance to get a taste for yours isn't really an even playing field. I know that we all think we're great and we're the star of our own movie, but it, you know, that's it, it's hard from the other side to see it that way. So your advice to because I get asked this a lot about um women who mm. want to slide in the DMs of celebrities. I think know, we talked about this last time, right? Yes, like it's Yeah. We, but I think yeah, it's, my, it's it's important to repeat like don't be private and have a profile picture that shows your face. Just understand how that person's going to see you from their end. Like you as a fan or someone who's enjoyed their stuff or someone who just came across them because a friend was like, ooh, I, I like this person who has a public profile, but um, I think you'd be great for them. Understand from their end, you are not trustworthy just because you're you. I, I Again, like I... I think I'm great. My mom thinks I'm great, but I know me. My mom knows me. You don't, you know, this person on the other end is seeing you through a keyhole. Right. That's a good point. Let me ask you another question. Are you on Raya? Not anymore. I was. I, I thought Raya was, Raya's a dating app that I would consider, I think it's like uh, a party that everyone wants to get into, but no one wants to dance. That's such a good explanation of exactly what it is. Right. Because no one talks. Yeah. It's like really kind of a weird place. And also there's not a lot to like grab onto. Like there's a lot of people that don't like Hinge and I get why people don't like that app. But like at the very least, Hinge does allow you to have a personality if you want to have one, you know, or, or kind of forces you into showing your personality. Raya is just like here. And also everyone's pictures look AI generated. Like everyone is the best photo taker I've ever seen in the entire world. on <laughs> It's like crazy. So, um, but it's it just like, it's hard to kind of get a thing going on Raya because also there's like, you know, there's only a few pictures. They're all super AI generated, as we just said. And then there's like nothing said you mo for, in most cases, there's no profile written. So like, yeah, you, you have to go into the, annoying person of like how was your weekend do you know what i mean right okay so what apps are you using can you say i'm off Hinge? i told you i'm done i'm, I'm oh you're I'm, done with all the apps I'm, i thought I'm okay in, so i'm in the, you know i'm in that famous cycle of like i'm a non-app guy right now so you're like strictly raw dogging it in the dms <laughs> oh, totally <laughs> not as much the dms as like i'm trying to be you know, it's like when someone I know I sound annoying. It's like when, you know, again, we all go through cycles of like, I'm the mindful person. Like I'm trying to be like more, you know, I think I'm trying to be like intuitive almost, I guess, intuitive, but also give more to the people that I'm giving my time to as opposed to like because apps are distracting. You know, like right. all you do on the apps is like you go on a date. Then that night you're swiping for more. And it's like you get caught in the gamification of it all. And like this is all stuff everyone knows. And we talk about a little bit. But like, you know, you do need those breaks. I've been talking a lot about taking breaks recently. And like, you know, 
it's so easy to go down the road of negativity and dating. And it's like, how do I escape it? What are the triggers for that? And like the triggers are usually that you like, you went on a date and you get caught in this like weird comparative game of like the person you went on dates with versus the people that you're like finding, you know, in this grab bag of a dating app, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not on the apps either. It's been years, but I will say like every guy that I've dated or hooked up with from the apps has, has been fucking batshit crazy. (laughs) I they, can't even imagine. They've been so fucking crazy. I, I don't even like, know. Like unwell human it. beings. Like it's, things not right with their cabezas. Well, also, like I'll say, you know, I guess to give you the side of the murderer, you know, the, get you inside the mind of a murderer. Like, you know, the apps kind of play to the worst part of guys as far as like our laziness and like, you know, the what we're looking for like you know there is a version when you get an when you get a match it is a little bit like getting off you know you get to see who liked you and then it's an to men when we get a match like and this kind of goes into something i talked about in the special with the ick like guys go on dates with women they're attracted to bottom line there's no box checking there's no oh she went to a good school or she's friends with my friend it is very primal and very you know animalistic and it's a little icky so like I, I that could be turned into a positive like any guy you're on a date with is attracted to you but it's you know you don't know you know that's really just the baseline of it all right you talk a lot about the icks in your netflix special 37 and single we're gonna ask you about that in a second but we had okay. another question that sure i like kept asking ferris we actually like rewind this part a couple times the cat what was it called? Oh, um, oh. I told you to write it I down. Know, Ferris. I know, I know, I know. I didn't. What bring them the in. fuck? <laughs> we no, watched it like t- three times. I know we did, but I told you I knew what it was. I know, so but I wanted I, like, to scratch it off my list. Oh, I wanted to confirm. So you refer to like the Catwoman? Oh, oh, the yeah, the Catwoman. What was it called? Like cat. Oh, the cliche. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, cat no, but cliche. you called it something. You were like the Catwoman theory, or like the Catwoman. Um, oh. how do you not know, Jared? It's been a while. We can't <laughs> <in> December. <laughs> uh, anyway, did you mean that it's about women who have a lot of cats, or is there something <laughs> else? Is there no, another cat like woman a, I, theory? I think there's a cat woman cliche that Th- like that's what it was. the yeah. the woman who's the single and owns a lot of cats. Okay, that's, that's what. Yeah. Okay, the way you said it in the special, you used another word, and I thought it was like you got, some type of woman that I just hadn't heard of yet. But okay, it's you got literally cats. Yeah, yeah. Like so, but like there's a lot to that. Like, right. No, I get the it. Cat woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. cleared that up (laughs) right i think it was (laughs) i think it was more to admit that i'm not trying to make a cliche like there's a woman who gets you know got it i don't know see listen this is what i'm saying i was like hanging on your every word because we've like had conversations before so i was like trying to understand what you were saying so you will promote conversations i like that do (laughs) after you after you shamed me for my yeah, you shamed me for my fucking intro of your special. Now I feel like I have to, I have to like, I don't know, it, it, redeem myself. Show. <laughs> okay, so you talk a lot about you talk a lot about the X in Thirty Seven and Single on Netflix. We have a list of celebrity couples. Some are okay. new. We want you to put yourself in the shoes of the women in these celebrity couples and tell us mm-hmm. what would give you like, for example, the first one is Pete Davidson and Madeline Klein. Did you even know they're dating now? 
I didn't know that. Uh, I think I heard it from Dumois, to be honest. My, oh, okay. My, of course my you did. My go-to source for Pete information. Well, I um, didn't. I didn't break the story, but it was. But but Page Six did, and they're now dating. So if you were Madeline Klein, what would give you the ick about Pete Davidson? Here's the thing. I, I love Pete as a person. I did open mics with him as a young comic. I will say this. Pete, the reason Pete is loved by women is also the reason it should give them the ick. He's a guy who looks like he can play the guitar that can't play the guitar. Okay. So, like, I think women are attracted to Pete. People, like, there's a, there was a lot of talk at one point where, like, why would women, like, be so into Pete Davidson? I'm like, well, he's got the tattoos. He's got the, like, the, the, the you know, the, what do they call it? Cocaine chic type skinny body. He's got the look of a rock star. So I can understand why women like him. But it's also, like, you look like a rock star and you can't play guitar. You don't play right. an instrument. You don't <laughs> okay, do the thing it. that you look like you should be able to do and get me wet from. Get it. I get it. That's fair. By the way, yeah. I was listening to your special 37 and single on Netflix and my mom <laughs> and my You're doing a great job, Dumois. I love it. <laughs> and my mom was in the room and I was watching it on my computer and she's like, is that Pete Davidson? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, mom, it's not. And I, and no offense, like I, I just don't think my mom would have known who you were. But not at all. No, I, I, your mom. I, no, no offense no. taken. Right, but I was like, no, mom. But I, I thought it was funny that she she thought you sounded like Pete Davidson. Um, That's hilarious. Okay, next couple first. Next one is Pete Davidson plus about fifty pounds and minus <laughs> about fifty million dollars. <laughs> okay, now you have to channel Kylie Jenner. Can you do that? Okay, Timothy okay. Chalamet and Timmy and Timmy. Yeah, Chalamet. she's dating Timothy. Right. If you didn't know that. Um, I mean, it would give me the ick that he wears um a, a waist size smaller than me. <laughs> Valid. I mean, you could you share mean if pants, you were the girl. That's you mean it. you mean if you were the girl dating someone. Right. So you wouldn't date someone who was physically larger than you as a man. Yeah. Um, I like curvy women. I like I like curvy. I mean, go look at my explore page. It's all plus size models. I that's like what I'm into. So I I but I I mean like I I wouldn't say I wouldn't. That's no. I'm I'm saying as a woman, I can understand why sharing pants with your boyfriend would give you the ick. Okay, I agree fair, with that. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, Ferris. Taylor Russell and Harry Styles. So you're Taylor um, Russell. I mean, this one's hard. What can give you the ick about Harry Styles? I'm a huge Harry Styles fan. I think he's great. Okay. It's um, I guess like if you're like both doing each other's nails, mm. I could understand like that would be. You know, kind of like a, because they, you know, doesn't he do a lot of like crossover stuff? But I, I, I don't know. Like, I guess if you're there, you, if he's your type, then I, I don't think that would give you the ick. Right. He has a, also has a nail polish line called Pleasing. So, um, <laughs> so he's fine with painting his nails. But right. Yeah. If, she, so, if she's with him, like that's not giving her the ick. Right. I wouldn't I would assume it wouldn't. Maybe like, you know, remember growing up, people would be like, hey, like uh, the unfairness of the ick is like most of these are said by women about men not being like manly enough, which is like Mm -hmm. said by a man. It's not really doesn't really sound very 2023. Right. Um, And and but I also understand them. That's why on the special, I always say that, like, every ick is both unreasonable and reasonable at the same time. Like. 
I, I can it, it's always funny to see like one woman's ick is another woman's husband. You know, like that's a right. really funny thing to me. Like th- none of these are bad things, in my opinion. Like I could also understand why a woman wouldn't want to fuck a guy because she sees this one thing. And I talk about it in the special and you guys saw it like. I don't think the ick is happening because they're bad people. I think it's happening because you were told to go on the date and pushed to go on the date and you they checked enough boxes for you to get there and then you get there and he does this one thing and you're like, how could I, I, I I'm done. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. The, the funniest ick I've heard recently is a woman said that a guy was um, on the highway and nobody would let him merge into traffic. And I was like, that's a perfect <laughs> ick. Oh my yeah. God. Because it's like you... You know, yeah. you did everything to go on this date. You're like, fine, I'll get dressed. I'll get showered. I'll do my hair. Again, men don't go on dates with women they're not just sweating and attracted to. So on the other side of that, there's a lot of women going on dates with men that like, because they, societally, everyone's like, you're too picky. Everyone's, and I don't think this is fair. It's like a, it's a horrific thing. You know, your friends, you you have this thing. I noticed with a lot of my female friends, they have to like, if they want to complain about dating, they can't give up on the people that they're being served. And I don't think that's fair either. So you end up on a date with a guy, you're in the car, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then he's merging into traffic looking at, and it, no one will let him in. You're like, what am I going to fuck this loser? No one will even let him into the freeway. <laughs> yes. It's unrealistic. It's so true. And I could totally relate to like being pushed into yeah. You know, putting aside your standards because people are telling you you're too picky. That's happened to me my whole life. So I think that's where the ick comes from, to yeah. be honest. Mm. I liked how your ick was a woman who orders milk <laughs> right. on, a, on a date. And I was wondering if that ever really happened to you. Did someone order no, a glass I've, of milk? I, that's never happened to me, but the feeling of being with someone and then going, what am I doing here? This right. isn't the right person for me has definitely been something I felt like. I think anyone can relate to that. Um, but I, I've had scenarios where I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing in Hoboken? You know, like, <laughs> how did I, <laughs> how did I you know, get here? These, as a single person, you have these mental breakdowns every now and again, where you're just like, I, you, you kind of go down this rabbit hole of like, I'm, what am I doing? I'm I, I'm not I'm dating this person that I know is a good person, but they're just not for me. And I'm in Hoboken. What am I doing? I have to take a different train. <laughs> I gotta get home. <laughs> right. How am I gonna get home? Um. Okay. So basically, you're saying Harry Styles is perfect, and you can't think of one thing that would give his significant other the ick about him. I I I don't know. I kind of agree with you. I I can't think of one thing either. Uh, maybe he has bad teeth or something. I don't know. Like I don't think so. I don't know. See, to me, like Harry Styles, didn't he? Who's his past girlfriends though? Olivia Wilde. Right. I I Olivia Wilde was the one I was thinking of. It's like this guy is so uber confident that, again, like confidence is such a like a ick, you know, shedder. It makes you, you know, I I think he's got. You know, if you're with Olivia Wilde while wearing like a dress, like good for you, dude. You're killing it. True. He has like ick armor. Right. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> he totally does. Um, okay, who's the next uh couple? Okay. This is this is one you were wanting to talk about before, Jared. So this mm. is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Well, I guess the one ick thing from Travis Kelsey is that he had a dating reality show built around him trying to find a girlfriend which mm-hmm. I could understand why anyone would be icked out by, right? 
So, agree, like, going on a reality TV show generally can give someone the ick. But he also hosted SNL, which I think is, like, ick armor, to go back to the phrase that you just used, right. Uh, right. Ferris. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, this goes back and forth. I do think it's the whole Travis Kelsey thing is very interesting that a lot of women don't realize he's might be the perfect counterpart for Taylor. I agree with you. I love this couple so much. I, I, it's I funny because I, I it's funny because it, like Travis Kelsey's kind of makeup is easily hateable, like white jock, you know, big doofus. But um, I would also say that we've we've done we've gone down the road of Taylor dating artists and theater school kids, and that hasn't really worked out. Travis Kelsey is also a tight end. So if anyone's not familiar with football, I'm a big football fan. The tight end is the perfect counterpart to a superstar like Taylor Swift because the tight end is asked to both block for other people and also be the person who scores the touchdown. So they know when to be the star and when to be the person that works for the other person who's being the star. What a metaphor. Wait, you're a poet. Whoa, that was like probably, yeah, that was the best explanation of their relationship that I think I've heard thus far, Jared. Thank you. I I put a lot of thought into it and I actually thought about it for this podcast. I really wanted to get that out there for the Dumois audience because the tight end people, his position in football is very important to his mindset. And I think if you're willing to block for someone else to score in football, you're willing to do that metaphorically for your partner in a relationship. And that's why he'd be great for Taylor. I love that. I like that a lot. And I also can like picture her like having him star in like her next music video. Like right. Because he's such like a, a football ham. player. Well, he's such a ham. You know, like totally. high school, uh, like cheerleader. I don't she know. She already had a song about. Uh, she can um, do it again. Okay. She can do it again. <laughs> that's fine. He hosted SNL. He's willing to kind of embarrass himself or put embarrassment on the line for the funny or for the entertainment. So I would assume he would do just like you guys are saying, like the music video would make sense, like that he'd be like some counterpart and make himself kind of the joke. Yeah. Okay. Last couple, Ferris, hit us. Mm. Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater. I'm not familiar with Ethan Slater's work. You're going to have to catch me up. He played um, SpongeBob SquarePants in oh. a, broad- <laughs> a Broadway. A I think you found the egg. The SpongeBob. Squarepants. Yeah, I think I think him doing the SpongeBob voice <laughs> it could be a real deal breaker. Oh, what a God. sin that we're laughing though, because that was probably such a highlight of his career. Well, he'll he'll be in the Wicked movie with um, Ariana, and they allegedly. You know, had an affair, to put it bluntly, and now are together. They left their they left their respective spouses, and now they're together. Beyond that, I don't know about the affair, but you said like he's probably been very successful in the you know the SpongeBob SquarePants universe. Good for him. (laughs) I would I would also say that like someone's career could be someone's ick. Like, listen, someone could go on a date with me and be like, you go on stage and talk about your body issues. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's, that's such a, a good point. A you know? Such a good point. It doesn't matter how successful you are. That's the beauty. To me, like, you know, when I started talking about the ick, it only happened because like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I went on stage and I was like talking about how like my friend wouldn't fuck a guy because he wore khakis. And I was like, 
talking that out on stage and I was like, has anyone else have like a weird reason they wouldn't fuck a guy? And like all these women's eyes just kind of lit up. So I started like crowdsourcing it, started being like, okay, what's your ick? What's your ick? And I just, from my end, I not understanding it. And you saw on the special just being like, what is this? Like, it was a fun thing to hear because it wasn't hatred. It wasn't like all men are horrible. It was just like this one thing took me out of the game. And I was like, and what you find is like when you put these things online, you find this like very incelly bro audience being like, this is the problem. And you're like, well, you just don't get it. And then you also see these other people like from the other side of things were like, yeah, I wouldn't fuck any of these guys. It's like, well, you also don't get it either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, it's been a pleasure. Always. Thank you so much for joining us. And your special 37 single is airing on Netflix right now. You guys go watch it. I and just want people to go watch it and enjoy it. It's a great date night on the couch. It's also great. Like what the, the most amazing compliment I've gotten is from women being like, I watched it with my boyfriend and we both liked it together. Cause I think a lot of stand-up specials, sometimes people get left out. I think this is for everybody. There's jokes about dating apps, breakups, the ick, uh, gender reveal parties, body issues, late night eating, Jewish women. It's all there. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. You. Well, thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Jared. You're the best. Thanks, dude. Bye. Thanks, Ferris. Nice to meet you. You too. Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for are? sure. Weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on. Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. <laughs> over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting room. That sounds amazing, especially for parents not having to... Yeah. Leave home. Or people that work. Yeah. Having to get that appointment. How convenient. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year, like I said, with healthy lifestyle changes. It's important to note that you do have to pair both. Um, BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash do. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash D-E-U-X. Now it's time for my favorite segment of the Do You podcast. This segment of Do You Voicemail Hotline is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. 
Okay, Danny, hit me with the first one. Hey, do it's Danielle. I just wanted to know if you know anything about Kaya Gerber. She is my newest obsession. I think she is classy and amazing, and I just wanted to know if you hear anything about her. So, love you. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for your question. Thank you for asking it because I haven't posted about Kaya Gerber in a long, long time. And there is a very specific reason. First of all, let's just backtrack a little bit. There was a blind item about Kaya. I believe it was last December. I don't think I ever revealed who it was in the blind item with Kaya, but it was about Kaya Gerber making out with Bozzy. If you guys don't know who Bozzy is, um, he is Andrew Bozzy known just by his surname. He's a singer and songwriter and record producer. So she was seen making out with him last December, which probably meant she was on a brief break from Austin Butler. But now her and Austin are going strong. Like, no doubt in my mind that they are on the path to engagement. In fact, not so long ago, this past spring, I did post an exclusive tip that they were already engaged. And the reason I posted that with such certainty is because the people that I knew in my real life were telling me it was true. Like people that don't know me as the, you know, owner of the Demois brand, people that just know me were saying, yeah, I heard the same thing. So I thought for sure they were really engaged. Um, but alas, no announcement. So I do think that they are on the path to making a more serious commitment. Now back to why I haven't really posted a lot about Kaya Gerber. There's an old podcast episode, I believe, or it was a blind item or it was a post about how Kaya Gerber is a social climber. A source who I trust wholeheartedly had told me that at one time and I reported it. And one of my followers who knows Kaya was really upset that I had posted that. And they sent in a very, very long message defending her, which I will read to you now. I never asked if I could post this or repeat it, but I feel like enough time has passed. This was from last July, July 2022. So I think enough time has passed that it's okay for me to read this message defending Kaya Gerber. Um, this person says, quote, she's literally one of the most successful models in the world, is taking acting seriously and landing very legit roles, is insanely talented and intelligent and uses her massive platform for political activism and an insanely earnest book club. Never does anything thirsty, boyfriend centered, dramatic or anything that compromises her integrity. Whoever wrote this is a mean and delusional and extremely sexist idiot. Okay, so it it was a post saying that Kaya Gerber was a social climber. This person says, again, quote, she is impressively mature and so solid spiritually. She has zero reason to social climb. She's also a kid. I totally understand fandom and people wanting to share stories. It's all part of our weird pop culture world, I felt the urge to chime in and say that I think these kinds of posts that verge on slander, especially for someone so young and motivated to do good things for the world and themselves are not okay. So obviously this person felt very passionate about defending the fact that 
Kaya Gerber is not a social climber, which, by the way, I don't know. Like, do you guys think that that's a really bad insult? I mean, I think it's just something that people say in passing. I don't know. Maybe I'm watching too many episodes of Housewives because they say it all the time on there. And yeah, like they get upset and they get mad. But I mean, this person was really offended that I posted that someone said that she was a social climber. Somebody else chimed in and said that Kaya Gerber is super sweet and so respectful and very well raised. In case you didn't know, her parents are Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber. So, you know, just to give like an overall view of what Kaya is like as a person, I also think she's also very shy. I don't receive that many submissions about people having encounters with her. So I I think she's incredibly shy. She obviously grew up in Hollywood. So I don't know why she would need to social climb. And by the way, the social climbing was in reference to who she dates. Not any other reason other than the fact that she's been linked to high profile actors such as Pete Davidson and Austin Butler. That was all that was in reference to. I don't think that she's trying to make friends with the A-list crowd in Hollywood because her family already is part of the A-list crowd. So that's what that was in reference to. In conclusion, I do want to say that when this person who sent in this passionately written message mentioned that she's just a kid, I always thought that she was older than she was. So I think she carries herself in a mature manner as this person also called her mature. And I think she does carry herself in that way. So caller Danielle, just to back up your statement that you think she is classy and amazing. Yes, she does sound classy and amazing. So you were right in thinking so. (laughs) Um, Thank you for your question. Hey, do it's Glitterati NYC. I have a question. After all of these talks of celebrities and their marriages and people cheating on one another, I want to know what percent of celebrities you think are in open marriages. I feel like it would go hand in hand with fame and being in movies and acting in love with someone. It would be really hard not to fall. So. Do you think there's just sort of a common understanding amongst a lot of marriages? All right. Thanks so much. Hi, Glitterati. Thank you so much for your question. This is a subject I talk about quite frequently, open relationships and open marriages. What percentage of celebrities do I think are in an open marriage? I would have to guess. I would say like, 65% and that's marriage relationships I would say the percentage is much higher I've had the conversation about open marriages and open relationships with many people over the course of you know the past few years and they always explain it like celebrities and people that orbit that Hollywood world sort of live and operate in a different playing field than normal people. So what does that mean? It means that, I mean, I can only really, you know, 
speculate what that means because I'm not a celebrity and I don't live in that world. But what I think it means is that their lives are so abnormal that they make certain exceptions when they're in relationships that maybe other people don't. And a perfect example of that is an open relationship. My favorite thing to say is what happens on set stays on set because the perfect example of an open relationship or an open marriage are actors and actresses who have the agreement that while they're away filming a movie or what have you, their partner is okay with them hooking up with someone else. I've heard that on several, several occasions and I don't think that they consider it cheating. And you know what? That's fine. I mean, if that's how they choose to conduct their relationships, I don't think anyone should judge. If it works for them, it works for them. I do think that a lot of these long-term Hollywood marriages do have a sort of openness to it that work for them. And maybe that's why they're able to last for so long. Now, someone like Kevin Costner, who I have heard has had a wandering eye, maybe his wife couldn't take it anymore. And she was like, I'm done. I want out. Natalie Portman, another good example. I had heard that she knew about his dalliances and turned a blind eye. It was just when he got caught that she got pissed. And when I say caught, I mean caught by the press, not by her. So I do think that an open relationship and open marriage is very common among celebrities. And I think it works for their lifestyle and it works for the type of people that they are. I think you have to be a certain type of person to be a celebrity and it just works. Like Literati said in their voicemail, it goes hand in hand with being famous. And I think it is very easy to fall in love with your co-star. It happens all the time. I mean, we've seen it happen. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie is a perfect example of it happening. I also think that celebrities that play love interests will sometimes hook up to up the ante on their on-screen chemistry. I think that also happens a lot more than you guys think. Well, thank you for your question. Thank you to our sponsor, Metro by T-Mobile. Just like Metro by T-Mobile, I make sure there's not a yada yada in all parts of life, whether on our Do You Voicemail hotline segment or your wireless plan. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah. Saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this. Spot pet insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to spotpet.com for a free quote. 
paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to part two, part de, part de of the podcast. We love Jared. He was so great. He's so cute. He is really cute. He's really, really cute. A couple of updates. Our first update is regarding our segment last week about celebrity nannies. And somebody had some good advice. Um, This person said they were a nanny for Lisa Loeb. Like seven years ago, when I first moved back to L.A., she was such a helicopter parent. But the experience was good and it led to other ABC list babysitting gigs. For anyone wanting to get into celeb nannying, my advice is to get babysitting jobs with normal people in the Hollywood slash Studio City area and parents talk. If you are good, then it will lead to more gigs. Word of mouth is strong in this town, and celebs like to hire based on people they know and trust. I thought that was really good advice. That is good advice. So I just wanted to tell you guys, and also if you don't know who Lisa Loeb is, she is a singer. She sings that song. Stay. Oh, yeah. Can you sing it for us? (laughs) You say... I only hear what I want to. I don't give a damn. Don't pay attention to the distance that you run into anyone, anywhere. I don't understand if you really care. I'm only hearing negatives. No, 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 no. Okay. I turn the radio on. I turn. What's next? Okay. Madeline Klein and Pete Davidson are dating. Right. Page six. Broke the news. Madeline Klein and Pete Davidson are dating. Everyone's asking how they how they meet and how did this start? That's, I think, everyone's main question. I asked around. Actually, let me check my DMs right now on air. Everyone was asking, how did they link up? I think that's what everyone was most surprised about. It was just like a random pairing. Not that they would actually hook up, but just how. And I asked around a couple of people. Nobody knew. Nobody knew like how it started, but somebody did DM me about the nature of their relationship and I will read you their message. Um, It's a very, very casual thing slash encounter. Neither of them looking to date, just have fun at the moment. So they're non-exclusive. Right. They're just hanging out and having fun. I know that's hard for some people to wrap their, their heads around, but that's what it is. Hooking up here and there. Non-exclusive. This person specifically says they are non-exclusive. It's definitely not a, quote, serious thing. Pete hooks up a lot. So this is just a hookup, and she happens to be a beautiful celebrity, Madeline Klein. So I like them together. I think it's a hot couple. That is a hot couple, actually. I can see it. Okay, Ferris, what's next? Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. Oh, we're, we're jumping right in. Have you heard that they're <laughs> dating? No, I actually haven't. Thank you for, thank I, you for letting us know. You're welcome. You heard it from Ferris first. <laughs> okay, I need to read a timeline. We put together a timeline. All of this information was pretty much posted on my Instagram account, but I basically combined all the posts into this 
timeline of their time spent together this past weekend. Okay, here we go. This is a timeline that we pieced together based on information we received in the DMs about Taylor's time spent in Kansas City. By the way, we have a correction to make. Last. <laughs> it's an honest mistake. No, it is. Of course. Especially but, we're not from that area of the country. Right. So last week on the podcast, we said that Kansas City was in Kansas. It's not. It's in Missouri. I received a D in geography. In Did in you really? Yeah. Oh. I got a D. And it's all memorization. So I must be the biggest fucking idiot. It's all visual. Are you, Visu- are no. you a visual learner? Oh, my God. I'm such a visual so learner. So what the hell happened? I think I was just it's like a map. smoking a lot of weed that semester. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Listen know. You say I only hear what I want. Okay. Anyway. No, I wasn't listening to that. Um, but I apologize to the people of Missouri for misappropriating the city of Kansas City. That was in reference to the Kansas City Chiefs. So here we go. This is a rundown. Taylor rode to the game with the family. She walked into the game with his friends. There is video evidence of this. I have it. I didn't post it because it's basically just like her walking into the game. But she was with all his friends. They had to change the entire sweet guest list last minute. And most of Travis's friends didn't know until yesterday that Taylor was coming to the game. These are some people that were in the box with Taylor. Aaron Eanes. I think we pronounced his last name correctly. Um, he was wearing a blue polo shirt and hat. He is a sports and entertainment agent. Amanda Carlo. She was in a red t-shirt with dirty blonde hair. She used to be a PR manager for the Chiefs, but now she owns her own business. I think I at first posted that she still worked for the Chiefs. I had a couple people correct me. She does not. She has her own business. Somebody else wrote in and said, most of the people in the suite were Travis's high school friends that now work for him or are just part of his friend group. This person also claims that Travis had been dating other people over this past year or so. Most recently, a WNBA player named Sophie from Missouri. She plays for the Phoenix WNBA team. Andre and Aaron Ian's are brothers and they are his agents. Henry Clark is a friend and was the chest bumper. So what that means is there's a video of Taylor chest bumping somebody at the game. That was Henry Clark. Here's the rest of the timeline for the night. Now, I I do want to say this is not confirmed. This is just what I was able to piece together based on messages I received. They went to Prime Social after the game It's common for Travis and his friends to take a party bus that brings the friends and family to the game out on the town at night after the game. There were only about 50 to 60 people at Prime Social. Everyone left around 1 a.m. Somebody said it was probably the chillest environment Taylor's been in in a long time. People's phones weren't confiscated, but everyone respected their privacy. Now, I do want to say I haven't seen one picture from the party leaked of Taylor and Travis I did see a picture from the party of Travis with his friends and Taylor was in the background but not a picture of them together at the party but it has been reported that at the party at Prime Social Taylor and Travis were very touchy-feely like they always had to be touching each other like you know those couples like yes when they're next to each other (laughs) or when you're first starting to like see someone you know you're just 
have a couple drinks in you. Oh, yeah. You just want to be like all up in there business correct uh somebody else reported at prime social taylor was wasted i love this for her same grinding and making out with travis big big pda they couldn't keep their hands off each other i fucking love it grinding you go girl you go mama this is good you 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 have fun yeah Okay. Uh, someone else said Taylor had a good time drinking and dancing. She put her hair up halfway through the night. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite report. That she put her hair halfway Yeah, because you know what that means. There's so much so much implication there. Think about it. Like when you're at a wedding or something, no, you put totally. your hair up, you're like, I'm going. I'm fucking going in. I'm going it's in. It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. I love this for her, by the way. I don't want to hear any sort of negative commentary because this is all great for her totally support 100% behind this couple 100% behind her living her life having fun and you know not having to be in a relationship where she feels that her light needs to be dimmed which I think is what happened between her and Joe Alwyn side note Um, okay there was a party bus at Travis's house and many got off the bus including Donna and Taylor around 2 15 a.m. ish Taylor went inside Travis's house with Travis. Her bus was not there in the AM, but this person says she could have snuck out before sunrise. So I don't know if she was staying at Travis's house. No one has come forward with that information, but I'm going to assume that she did stay over. The next day, so this was all Sunday, The next day, so this is Monday, we're on Monday, Travis and Taylor were seen at Free State Brewery in Lawrence, Kansas. There were about 300 girls standing outside waiting for her and cops everywhere. Apparently, they also hit up Weavers and potentially Cooper's Hawk Winery or Wheel. Wheel's a separate place first. You tried to look it up. I I did try to look it up. So any locals out there that can fill us in on on Wheel. I couldn't find Wheel. I also am assuming Weaver's is Weaver's BBQ. So local Kansas City friends, hit us up. Okay. Um, And then Taylor left Kansas City this a.m., which is Tuesday. This podcast is being recorded on Tuesday. I always we always forget we have to start saying that every podcast because so much happens between Tuesday Tuesday and Thursday when this podcast comes out. They could be married by Thursday. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Sometimes we get totally fucked. Now, that's all the information that I received from several different sources. I just combined it into a little timeline for you guys. There was also something that I posted that caused a lot of brouhaha. I just want to bring it up. It was allegedly notes. Okay. Now, if you don't know what I mean by notes, like literal handwritten notes that someone had given Taylor, a lot of people in the comments, I posted it on Instagram. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we're, we're, responding that's not Taylor's handwriting it was never supposed to be Taylor's handwriting I never stated it was Taylor's handwriting I never said Taylor wrote it the person who sent me the picture of these notes said that someone had given them to Taylor and they assumed it was someone on her team now we have thus learned that these were not notes that were given to Taylor but these notes were allegedly found at Prime Social the picture of the notes were taken at Prime Social, which was the location of the after party. 
So I don't know whose notes these belong to. And if if you want to see what the notes said, you'll see the post on my Instagram. But it was about um, the football team. It was notes about the football team. It was like, you know, who's on the team? What position do they play? And people were so offended that it was even implied that Taylor would have these notes in her possession. First of all, they were saying because she is a Eagles fan that she knows the game of football, like the back of her hand. So why would she need these notes? But the notes weren't about the game of football. They were about the team. And I thought it was really cute. Like in bubble letters on top of the note, it said like Chiefs. People were so horrified. I know. There were the hearts. There were hearts. Heart, yeah. I mean, listen, I my think bubble above my head is in bubble letters. So I was once again saw something that had to do with Taylor Swift. I was like, I love this. I could relate to this. Like this makes me love her so much more. But people were not right about it. Not, <laughs> not right. right about it. Not it's right like, about it. chill the fuck out. It's not that serious. It was a lighthearted post. I said it was allegedly in Taylor's possession. I I didn't have proof. It was just supposed to be a fun post. Why Why was everyone getting their panties in a twist over this? I don't understand. Wait, imagine it's like actu- in actuality some like little girl's note. And she been. was like bored at the game and just like making a list. It could have been. And now it like went crazy viral. I mean, it could have been like her her note. The whole reason I'm talking about this is because no one has come forward and said, this is my note. So who's passing notes at the game? (laughs) Who the hell is passing notes? That's what I want to know. But I also want to tell the Swifties, chill the fuck out. It's not that big of a deal. Jesus. I couldn't believe some of the comments. And, and And that's why I won't delete the post because it's just so outrageous to me how seriously yeah it's not that serious guys it's not that serious guys like and bubble letters why are you shitting on bubble letters yeah that's what I want to know I mean it's taken me decades to master the art of the bubble (laughs) letter listen when I doodle I write my name in bubble letters yeah 100% do people still not do that I should we fill in You guys, any listeners out there, a note is something that you use paper and some sort of writing utensil and you get fancy with it. There's doodles. Why why are you explaining this? Just in case. You know, this is like the age of like digital social media. Like maybe the the kids out there don't know what a note is. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Paper, pencil. Old school. Right. You fold it up into some fun shape. You know, there's doodles, doodles. And like after you fun notes, so many fun notes. And don't forget to like label the note on the outside. Right. Like you need to Taylor. Correct. Love your team. Here are the notes for the Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, Okay, What's next? Ferris on the roster. Selena Gomez's mystery man. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. 
What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, I just want to clear this up. I think a lot of you already know this. I posted a video of Selena Gomez exiting a hotel in Paris, I believe. She was walking with a gentleman who had his arm around her shoulder. I just want to report that that gentleman has been identified as Ramsey Austin, who's dating one of her friends. So it's not someone that Selena is dating. Also behind her, a lot of people were confused, but behind her coming out of the hotel was Noah Beck. That's why the person tagged me in the video because they were saying like, do, hey, like is Selena Gomez hanging out with Noah Beck? It seemed like she was. Again, I don't think anything is going on between Selena Gomez and Noah Beck. They just seem to all be hanging out in a big group of people. Okay, great. How about Chris Evans? He got married. He sure did, Ferris. I posted pictures of Mr. and Mrs. Evans, as they are now known as. (laughs) Mazel. Um, And fans were messaging me telling me that I was being trolled, the pictures were old, the pictures were fake, analyzing the airplane. Go and read the comments on the post. It's on my feed of the pictures that I'm referring to. It's a wild ride. Some of the comments are a wild ride. But I wanted to give more information for all the doubters out there who were trying to analyze the pictures, debunk them. Again, you guys, I know who's sending me this information. Nobody was trolling me. Somebody was actually on the airplane with Chris Evans and Alba coming back from Portugal. So here's the information that you guys were clamoring to find out by analyzing the pictures. This person's response is based on the comments on the post because people were also saying they weren't sitting together and this isn't, you know, the Logan Airport. It it just the comments ran the gamut of fucking crazy. This person says they 100 percent were sitting together together. They were Delta One suites in first class, and the last photo of them is on the way to customs or right before customs at Boston Logan Airport. Also, I didn't see them wearing any rings and noticed after looking back at the photos that she was hiding her hand, probably for this reason alone. So I hope that answers your questions about were they sitting together? Were they really in first class? <laughs> like people, <laughs> the people were sending me pictures of Logan Airport, telling me they weren't in Logan Airport. Maps of Logan Airport. Yeah. Imagine like no it, circled maps. I mean, it's like wild. And I'm here to tell you, these are recent pictures. Probably the first pictures of Mr. and Mrs. Evans that we've seen so far. Yeah, guys, this is special. Yeah, an exclusive. It's a more exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What's next? Where the fuck is Anne Hathaway? What <laughs> <laughs> did you throw that in there? Yes. Oh, okay. So, God, I love you guys so much. The questions are so good. Right. Keep so the, them coming. The questions in the Q&A. So, in case you guys aren't familiar with the Instagram account, every Monday I do a Q&A on Tuesday's podcast Sometimes I'll pick questions that you guys submit in the Q&A and just answer them on the podcast if I don't have time to answer them on Instagram. So somebody 
randomly wanted to know, literally, quote, where the fuck is Anne Hathaway? More than one person. Oh, it was more than one person? Yes. Okay, that's why that's why we're adding this. To let you guys know that proof of life last <laughs> <She's> okay. <laughs> Last Friday, she was seen at the Soho House in New York City, and the week before that, she was seen at Tip Top Shoes on the Upper West Side in New York City. So proof of life, and Hathaway is okay for the several people that asked about her in the Q&A. Having cocktails, wearing shoes, buying shoes. Well, we don't know if she's having cocktails at Soho House. We're just... Having assuming. a meal. I think she's actually Anne Hathaway's sober. Yeah, I, I saw a video clip of her on Ellen. Oh talking about it then never mind definitely not scratch that everybody having a nice meal buying some new shoes that's where annie is (laughs) okay what's next ferris final topic of the day is megan mullally and deborah messing correct somebody in the q a asked will and grace drama megan mullally seeing sean hayes's show with susan sarandon so i guess this person was implying like why wasn't she seeing it with deborah messing well first of all i don't think megan and deborah messing have ever been bff um that's number one number two is i have posted about this a while ago so i just dug up some old messages i'll just read them to you i think they were originally posted around April of 2020. This person states anon, but I need to settle this. Okay, I think that what they're referring to is that there was probably some back and forth in my Instagram stories about why Deborah Messing and Megan Mullally have an issue with each other. Because also, if you don't know, or in case you missed it, when they rebooted Will and Grace, it was known that there was tension between Deborah and Megan. And I, when I say it was known, I think people were talking about it. There were rumors. So this question doesn't totally come out of left field. But this is what I posted back in 2020. Anon, but I need to settle this. The tension between Deborah and Megan was a long time coming. Just clashing personalities, really. By the end on set, every little thing would set the other off. And they were just uncomfortable to be around. But the narrative that everyone loved Megan and Deborah was the bully is categorically false. And most people on set by the end would tell you the opposite. Megan was completely unprofessional by the last season, simply wouldn't even show up to set and would threaten crew and producers if they reprimanded her. She burned bridges with everyone and would demonize Deborah in interviews after the show was wrapped. Meanwhile, Deborah still never spoke negatively about Megan in the press and is still friends with the rest of the cast and posts with them on Instagram. That's one message from somebody that obviously has very specific information about what happened. Here's another message from somebody else who worked on Will and Grace. This person says, I worked on Will and Grace and Deborah was actually so nice and loved that we had more women working on the show. Megan was very standoffish, but it was very obvious they had beef, like they did not say one word to each other in between takes. And I said to this person, do you know what the beef was about? And this person said, Deborah was always mad because Megan wouldn't learn her lines. I mean, I think there's probably more to that, but that's all I know. I worked when David Schwimmer was guest starring and he was great. So it was funny, lots of improvising and punchlines. Definitely very reserved, but so, so, so tall. Okay, that's about David Schwimmer. Um, When the cameras were rolling, he was so good, a real pro at sitcom. That was about David Schwimmer. So that's one side to it. Obviously, both those people worked on set. 
this person says, this is somebody who didn't work on set, but somebody who's encountered Deborah Messing in the wild. Um, Deborah Messing is a huge bleep. I only had a limited interaction with her when she flew into the state. I was working in for some events to support a female presidential candidate, but she had a ridiculous rider of things she needed. Also, she refused to talk to the staffers assigned to her and insisted that her driver not talk to her while she sat in the back of his car as he drove, which was not an Uber or limo, just a regular Prius. She was only nice to me when I complimented a short video she did with the Will and Grace cast for the election. Somebody else said, several years ago, Deborah Messing stayed at an inn in New England that I worked at. She was very private, rarely saw her, and it's a small inn, and very high maintenance, even prior to her arrival. She also left a tote bag behind, nothing memorable in it, though. I, I asked this person, do you ever try to get the bag back to her? They said they tried to contact her and her people to return it, but never heard back. Uh, someone else said, Deborah Messing once stayed at the hotel I worked in at in Vegas for a family member's wedding. She was so rude at check-in and gave an alias, which I thought was strange because no one even knew who she was. Also, she was very demanding. Someone else says, I have a friend who worked on Deborah Messing's show, The Mysteries of Laura in New York. My friend said the crew hated her. She was entitled and rude to people. Apparently, she's allergic to perfume, cologne, and flipped out whenever she smelled it. I heard she was in a feud with Megan Mullally on the last season of Will and Grace. Somebody else says, Following up for Deborah Messing, we worked with her for a shoot at my last job. I wasn't on it directly, just helped with props and production because she was so high maintenance. All of it is to be super protective of how she's portrayed, which makes sense because she is gorgeous and definitely wants to maintain her image. She wouldn't let us get half the shots the client needed. We were like, why did she agree to this in the first place? There's just really tight control on how she looks and everything. She wasn't nasty on set, but wasn't really friendly either and would just flat out refuse to do stuff. Okay. So I do want to say why I read so much about Deborah is because I looked up Megan Mullally in my DMs and there was nothing. I, I hadn't had any submissions about what it was like to encounter Megan Mullally besides on the Will and Grace set. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> it sounds like it is. It I is mean, I, I just fell asleep for a second. Why? <laughs> you were just going on and well, on I and just, on. I, no People offense. are curious about Deborah Messing. No, no, okay. no. Okay, yeah, sorry. No. Let me cliff note it for everyone who's fallen asleep okay. like Ferris. <laughs> the beef between Deborah and Megan seems like it was formed on the set of Will and Grace because of their working styles. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Megan Mullally is like as a person. Deborah Messing, it sounds like from these messages, just kind of seems high maintenance. Mm -hmm. A high maintenance actress. I don't think that's anything that's totally out of the ordinary. No. No, that was a lot of information. Oh, my God. OK. The last thing I want to talk about is Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater. I posted the first pictures of them seen as a couple at Disney from this past weekend. Somebody submitted more information about their time spent there. I work at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. Ariana, Ethan and Frankie came to Halloween Horror Night on Saturday night with a big group of people. Ariana and Ethan were linking arms for the time that I saw them, and it seemed like he was very friendly with her group of friends. She doesn't have a very good reputation among the staff, as she has been very rude in the past and even tried to get someone fired for looking at her. Huh, that's what this person alleges. Wait, why? But why? Why do celebrities do that? I feel like I've had this conversation with you, you before. You did, and I said that this could be a whole podcast episode, but I really don't think that we will be able to get the proper insight unless we talk to a celebrity who has demanded this person to person. Mm -hmm. 
because people will tell you that it's their teams saying it. People will tell you that the celebrity doesn't know their teams are asking for this request. People will say that celebrities need to be focused in certain situations and Mm. that's why they don't want to be looked at. I think none of those reasons are valid. We're all human beings. Look at people in the fucking eye. It's something that I've been very passionate about on Instagram. I've been very vocal about it. I don't care what your excuse is. The only instance where I think it's acceptable is if you are filming a scene and you are in a scene with an actor as an extra or what have you, and you are asked to not look at the actor because it will distract them during a scene. That is the only instance where I think that request is acceptable. Any other instance, not acceptable to request people not to look at you. I agree with that. I understand they don't want to be gawked at and I understand that they are humans and they're not, you know, like animals in a zoo. I get all that, but that comes with being famous. Like that's just part of being famous. And if you handle it graciously, keep your head down. You don't have to look at them back, but you don't have to request. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, you don't have to request that they don't look at you. It's so crazy. I don't know. I've, 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 I've posted lists of celebrities who've requested this. I know. It's, I've seen it's wild. It is. All right. Well, now that I'm all riled up on this topic, it's let's, crazy town. Let's uh, let's say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for li- <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. This has been a production of Cadence Thirteen, an Odyssey Studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week.